We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase. Okay, shoot. Uh, Zipping, dipping, shooting, and talking. Comics. It sounds like we're a, a, you know, a spaghetti western. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's so cool. Isn't that cool? No. Dipping, zipping, shooting, and talking comics. We're not going... We don't have special gun effects. If I go like this, you're not going to edit in fireworks from my fingertips, I don't think. See? Didn't no, see them. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see them. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it doesn't work. I think it's kind of cool, though. Like, dumb comic creators zipping, dipping, shooting, talking comics. It, it's I, catchy. It, it makes it sound violent. That's like the whole point of a catchphrase. It's catchy. To be violent? No, it's not the point. You don't well, want to no, be violent. It's not violent. I don't want to be violent. Well, it sounds violent. Shooting, bang, bang, violent. Yeah, shooting is in there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that doesn't work. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll get another one next week. We'll get it next week. Okay. I just thought it was fun. I, I mean, I, I like the enthusiasm. I hope we don't drop that. You're a great kind person. Of bombs, no. I want to let you know that you're a great person and I appreciate you, yeah. all that you do, and, you know, as a friend and everything. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, right. you're gonna be sad this entire interview, aren't you? The whole time. I'm not for the rest of the day. My tone for the rest oh, of this. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm talk like I'm on NPR. <laughs> I'll soothe your. I'll soothe. Listen to my soothing voice. I'm soothing. Oh, so the Russians are attacking again. Oh, okay. NPRs. Anyways, hey, yep. what's your name again? Keegan Shiner. What's mine again? Eric Schwartz. And what are we? Podcasting. No, that's not what we are. We are. Yes, we are. Well, kind of, yes, we are technically podcasting, but who are we is what I should phrase it as. Who are we? Yeah, who are we? I don't know. Who are, who are you? Who are, who's anyone? I don't know. What, what are you trying to throw at me? This is just uh, in a, a, a literal sense, podcast. Who are, are these the existential questions for? In the literal sense, the two of us together. Oh, who dumb are comic we? creators, yeah. We are yeah, dumb comic okay. creators. All right, yeah. Oh, jeez. Do we have a special guest with us? Uh, I don't know he's a special guest. He, he's, uh, he just disappeared. He left us. Oh, no, he's back. He's back. <laughs> yes, we're joined today by Dwayne. Dwayne. Uh, Ride Desh Show. Ride Desh yes, show. there you go. Ride yeah. a Show, yeah. Ride a Show. Is that your last name? Oh, I, I, no, should, it's, I uh, shouldn't spoil that. It's a um, name of my wife and son's name put together. So oh, it's a oh, special oh, name. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I thought it was like uh Amish to Psycho because it kinda of reminded me of Psycho right death. No. So. <laughs> no, it was just, I just it was like, Okay. That's cool. That's really cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, just a love, you know, appreciation for my wife and son. So I just put yeah. their names together. Wow, that's nice. That's really cool. Well, uh, yeah, tip to anyone listening who wants to think of a name. Like that's a, that's a pretty sweet way to come up with a name. Yeah. Combine um, stuff and pay homage to the people you care about. Exactly. Dwayne is a con- connection. Uh, we had a couple weeks ago, we had somebody named Psycho on our show who mm-hmm. ended up not being a Psycho, uh, which was disappointing, but also kind yeah. of fun because he yeah. was so cool. Uh, that he recommended some comic artists to us and gave us a very good interview. And one of the people uh, Psycho is working on, uh, working with is uh, Radesh. I, I Radesh. Radesh. Dwayne. Yeah, you can just Dwayne. say Dwayne. Dwayne. Yeah, it's, all Dwayne. it's all good. It's all good. Who uh, <laughs> has, has been creating a character called Blood Sable, which is um, 
which Psycho is is doing the art for. How's that working? Yeah, he's he's doing good right now. I'm very thankful because he keeps me updated. You know, it, it's just a 40 page story I wrote back in 2016. You know, it's just Blood Table is a character I made for my son because my son he has autism, so I wanted to make a character that you know represented my love for him. So he can have him, you know, later on down the road, if he decides to be an artist like his dad. And so, you know, I, when I was talking to John about, you know, Blood Sable, he, he said, I would love to be on this project with you and, you know, bring Blood Sable to life. He's like, you know, just send me the story that you wrote and I'll help you put it together. So I'm just blessed that John, you know, he's, he's been talking to me and my family. He's literally become like a family friend to me. So just to have him on this has been amazing. And I'm thankful. John is psycho, just so everyone mm-hmm. is clear. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do have to ask the question that psycho is very, very gung ho about. When you illustrate, because you have said you were yourself an illustrator, do you use a computer at all or are you buy paper only? <laughs> oh, paper. I only have paper. Okay. Oh, that's oh, good. Well, we, yeah. we, we didn't want to tell psycho bad news because yeah. psycho has a very strong feeling, as I'm sure you were aware yeah, of. Yeah, yep. He, he loves raw art. He loves to do everything with his hands. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, cool. That's cool. Also, which came before, uh, like, from your brain, Liar or uh, Blood Sable? Cause... Blood Sable. Blood Sable was always the first story I wrote. I, mean, I okay. literally, you know, my book, my booklet's in my living room because I'm drawing Blood Sable artwork right now, as you know, <laughs> earlier today. So I've had his, you know, artwork for years now. I wrote his story a couple years ago, and I just had it sitting down for a while. So, yeah, I wrote Blood Sable first, and then last year I wrote Liar, and it was just a short story I had on my mind, you know, because Liar has been a, you know, unique character that people have enjoyed that I've created. So. I'm thankful that I was able to write that little story and get it out when I, you know, had the chance, you know, because I'm not really a huge, you know, comic guy, but I do love comic book characters and, you know, shows and, you know, video games and stuff like that. So that's what most of my inspirations come from. Oh, cool. Cool. You have a Superman Batman shirt on. I'm just. Yeah, I do. I like I said, like I said. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, my wife, my wife actually got me this shirt. Oh, nice <laughs> cool. presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I grew up a huge Batman fan. Always had a Batman shirt or a Batman hat or something. So, <laughs> are you currently wearing a Batman hat? So, for no, I'm wearing actually um, my Wake Comics hat. It's my wife got this for my birthday. It has my Wake Comics oh, logo. Oh, on. that's really cool too. Yeah, Damn. yeah, that's a good gift. Your your wife yeah. is very good at gift giving. Yeah, she is. She's going to literally get, you know, I also have a weight comic shirt. She's going to get me shoes and pants, too. So I'm going to have the whole attire probably by Christmas. That's really awesome. Yeah, you're a very solid dressed dude. For those that are listening, (laughs) just imagine a very solid dressed man with a firm beard. Yeah. Well, I try. I try. You know, this thing grows so fast. My wife, she always she's a cosmetologist. And so she always gives me, you know, crap about how fast my hair grows after she cuts it i guess that's the irish in me i don't know <laughs> are you is she for or against the beard so for example oh, she my, wanted me with the beard always okay, okay. <laughs> well no because like my parents are the exact opposite my dad wanted the beard and the mustache and my mom's like if you want to kiss me the beard and mustache go and so throughout my yeah, childhood the beard and mustache were gone yeah yeah you know she used to give me hell about me not having one because she, she didn't think i looked cute with you know without facial hair so i just let it grow out after that <laughs> ouch hey she's an honest woman i appreciate her is your yeah, son used to you with the beard or have you oh yeah ever... oh, oh yeah i've always since he's been born i've always had a beard on me so if okay. i shave it he'll probably not recognize me at all <laughs> wow that that stinks 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so David, it's long story short. <laughs> yeah, but like like I said, he has autism, so he has these cues. Like he's able to go and stuff like this. He has his own little things that I know we can do, like he does. So he might, you know, know Dad if I do like a little noise or something that he's normal to. Oh, cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, let's switch back to Liar, which is the comic that we read uh, yeah. before the interview, and and like your newer comic is that. Um, no, so is it, an older is it comic. Your first comic. Yeah, Liar. Liar was last okay. year, and Blood Table. Okay. Hopefully, next year will be out. Hopefully, okay. Because okay. John's working on the pages. He's so far. I'll say this. He's gotten up to page seven so far. So I'm showing sneak peeks every now and then. I don't want to spoil the whole book, but no, I can. You know, anything y'all want to ask about Blood Table, I'll definitely tell you guys because it's a it's a great character and it has a great story behind him. Yeah. So tell us about Liar first, though. Um, Liar. He was actually created from you know. Uh, my childhood, you know, I was, I grew up in a horrible home. You know, my wife, she always asked me how my, you know, growing up was, it was, it was hard. Um, yeah, I would, you know, I played football to, you know, suppress all the anger I had, um, you know, living poor, you know, didn't have a pot to piss in pretty much. So, you know, my father was an alcoholic. I didn't really have a mom growing up. So liar was just a character I created from like all the hate and anger and stuff. So that's how he came to be literally like the, the demon I had in my, you know, you know, closet. So yeah. when I created Liar, it was kind of like my outlet. So, wow. you know, when I made that little story, I was very thankful that, you know, I had the, the time just to write out that little story and, you know, create Maggie, you know, have my, you know, feelings of how she reacts in the story, you know, kind of like my life a little bit. So yeah. that's how Liar was created, just as an outlet for the pain I had inside. So even though he's an evil character, you know, he helped me, you know, when I was writing a story, it helped me, you know, get through a lot of that, you know, stuff. Interesting. You were able yeah. to express uh, your emotions, your life in a creative way, which yeah. is by definition, like the greatest artistry there is. So it gives us, Keegan will know better to speak about this than I, but a true artist is able to take something and transcend it into something that people love to read. So thank you. Yeah. 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 And if you guys notice in the book, that house that's actually in the book is my actual real house in a magazine, Arkansas. It's if you look it up on Google Maps, it's a horrible looking house that thing could fall in any minute. So I wanted to have like the actual look of my home and stuff wow. um, inside the book as well, where I grew up. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looks oh. like a, a house it's, where yeah, Maggie yeah. would walk into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The outside on page uh, three, I believe it is. Like it does yeah. not. It looks like, I. It looks like if you gave it a good kick, it would be a good pile of rubble. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was held up by uh, literally like bricks. You know, if you see some of those trailers that are sitting on bricks, that's how that house was. You get a kick of yeah. brick and it fall through. It was a horrible home. It was horrible. Yeah. And my room was in the attic, which is where Liar lives. And I was, my mattress was on the floor of the attic. So, you know, when it got hot, I was always sweaty. So I really never slept up there. I always slept in the living room. So, yeah. Yeah. Maggie, poor Maggie, she goes through hell in that whole story. But, you know, it's just like, I'm thankful I made that little character, too, for that story. Just to, you know, you know, even though it's a liar story, I still want people to see what the things Maggie was going through in that book, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we get too personal, I don't want to this. Um, oh, you're good. You're good. Okay. I have no uh, problem answering questions. The story with the so to not to spoil but the story with the brother it, did that happen to you as well? And was that part of the inspiration? 
Um, and no, my brother, okay. my brothers are all alive. Thank goodness. It's just thank for goodness. the, just for the story alone, you know? Okay. But, and then also, so again, the person that is liar is your dad in this. And pretty much. That, yeah. And so that's just kind of the person he transformed into, I assume when he drank. Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a pretty hard time. Like, but uh, you know, you know, some, my wife asked me all the time, it's like, how'd you get through it? And it's just like, you know, I had this self-determination to be better than my, you know, upbringing. So, you know, I the was able to go about your son. I already know that's true. Yeah. 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 You know, I was able to move out of Arkansas. You know, I went to college at, you know, I went to a junior college. I went to, you know, uh, a uh, historically black college in Little Rock. I played oh, football wow. for two years at a junior college, and then I moved to Oklahoma. And you know, I met my wife at CNA school, and we had a kid. And you know, you know, you know, things happen in life that you know you can't change. And I'm thankful of the journey I'm on. You know, because if I didn't, if I change anything that happened in my past, I wouldn't be here. So I mean, all the pain was worth it. Because I, I, you know, some days are you know better than others, but I'm thankful where I'm at now. Yeah, I, um, I think anyone who's gone through some S H I I T, I don't know yeah. how I spelled it. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's like kids. I wanted that. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted that story to be, you know, yeah. when I wrote Blood Table too, I wanted it to be, you know, an uplifting story because you know, Liar is more of a dark, you know, yeah. type of story. But Blood Table is more of a what would a father do for his son, and just an uplifting story. A dad who'll do anything, whatever it takes, to make sure he gets his son back and to do what it takes. You know, whatever power he has, he's going to use it no matter what to make sure his son is safe. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, how like you he... see in the in the end of Liar, you see like the you know you know kind of showing Blood Sable like fan art. I'm thankful you know for the fan art in that book too. At the end, that shows a bunch of fan art because I wanted it to be Liar and then Blood Sable and then you know other characters that i you know have in my lineup after that so i just wanted liar to be a little short story and then i could go do my other big stories i had written up yeah how is did Li is liar the uh antagonist to blood sable or uh like no sorrow okay. sword I already yeah for blood sable i already had for blood sable I already had his antagonist and all his okay. you know villains when i made him too back in 2016 i already had his bad guys okay so liar he's just his own entity okay. and okay so he may be, you know, a villain for one of my other characters down the line, but I really wanted to to just stand on his own for his first story. Cool, cool. Um, how did your family react to when Liar came out? Because you said your wife was already saying, "How how do you go through this?" I mean, how do you do this? Because this is you expressing yourself. Was it was she like proud, sad, or everything? She she hates the character, but she was very proud that I was able to write the story and get it out to people. Because yeah. even though it, you know, I put it on Kickstarter and it failed, I was still able to, you know, I'm still able to get it out to people to this day. You know, a year later, people still ask me if I have a comic for it. You know, if I have any work that you know they can have. So I'm very thankful that people still want to read that little story, and just yeah. you know get to know that character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Kickstarter measures success at all. So. No. <laughs> it. It's like how seen, much how much family and friends can you like yeah. uh, twist an arm yeah sometimes yeah, yeah that usually what it seems to be it's like hey do I know people that are willing to cough up the dough for me or do I not yeah yeah uh, uh, let's but like the about, thing is just me oh. my wife and my son like and she has her dad and her her sister so I don't mostly talk to my family anymore 
So I just have them. Like I'm, I'm happy with my little small group of people. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the art. Did you draw this book? Um, um, the book was actually drawn by an acquaintance of mine, uh, Stephen Kennedy. He goes by Sleep Designs eighty seven on IG. He actually um, did all the the in art, you know, stuff. Okay. You know, I made the covers and stuff, the alternate covers for the book. He made the original covers, but I made other posters and cards and stuff for the book. Cool. So, you know, I wrote the story. So he just was, you know, he, he wrote, you know, he read the story that I made and he wanted to help me bring that story to life. Cause we talked about it for a little while because I loved uh, Stephen Kennedy's work. And I was like, Hey man, you know, can we do something? I have this story. Would you like to read it and tell me how, you know, you feel about it. And so we got to know each other, you know, for a couple months. And then he finally, you know, had time and said he would love to draw the book, the story that I had. So I was oh, very cool. thankful that he put in the time to want to do that too. And I'm just very thankful, you know, that, you know, I had him come in and do it. You know, we don't talk much anymore, but I'm still very thankful for what he did for me. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And uh, did, did you guys talk about the character designs? Um, oh, the, we, we, talked about yeah how maggie would look and stuff because i really didn't have a um, concept artwork of her yet and so i told him you know if he just made a concept and just talk to me about it we would look at it together because i told him what i wanted her to look like and he came up with the look of her and i was happy with how she looked because i didn't you know i wanted liar to be the more represented in the book so i didn't it didn't matter to me what maggie would look like she was just a substantial character because you know in the book it doesn't end for good for anybody so no. i wanted to make <laughs> no. sure that liar was the the main focus of the book i i see okay yeah um, um yeah because I, so I in the, the the color um so interesting with her um like the pink shoes and everything yeah yeah my wife loves pink so she wanted to make sure the character had you know some pink oh, cool. on her too <laughs> Um, were the, so in around like pages 18 and 19, were those the original rough sketches that you mm -hmm. uh, presented? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. okay. So that's just an interesting concept. So you can see the stuff too. So, um, what came, uh, so the story came first and then the idea for the art came or was it kind of like, or was it kind of the other way around? I mean, I know you yeah, like I, just briefly. Yeah, like I, I wrote the story first and then we started talking about, you know, what the concepts and stuff would look like. Like, as you can tell in the book, um, there's concepts of what the cover should look like that Sleek was putting together for me. He was, you know, sent me stuff and said, hey, how does this light panel, what would it look like? How does this cover look? Mm -hmm. And I would talk to him about it. And we came up with the two covers for the book that you see in there, which I liked a lot. And, you know, I'm just very thankful that he, you know, do the, did all that for me and just kept me in the loop and stuff so and I'm thankful that you know all the poster art that I made he was able to color for me so and I still have that original concept art in black and white in my folder sitting right beside me oh cool yeah uh cool and what about the lettering the lettering for the the book was also sleek as well he did sleek, a great okay. job yeah, yeah. Because I showed him what kind of lettering I did for Liar, and he tried to make it the same way, my my traditional art, and tried to use do it in his own style. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very expressive. Yeah, because I wanted Liar to just be like his lettering, just to be um kind of killer. What was that? Yeah. What's that word? What's that kind of like bloody, jarry, gory looking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wanted yeah. it just to be kind of just 
horror. I just wanted him to be just literally a, a character. When you looked at his name, you knew there's nothing good about it. Yeah, for sure. Yep, it's very scary. Freaked me out. <laughs> well, thank you. That's what I was trying to go for for the character. Nice. So I'm thankful that you, you did a good think job. That. Yep. <laughs> it definitely was a scary thing to be reading. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Blood uh, Sable. Oh, yes, let's go. Yes, tell, tell us about the character uh, as if we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Blood Sable was originally, like I said, made for my son years ago. And the first concept art I made, I actually was looking at this um, old Wildcat character called Backlash. And I liked the way his style and his suit looked. So I wanted to try to carry that into my own, you know, character of Blood Sable. So the first design I made of Blood Sable, he has a, when he forms, you know, after the parasite is inside his body, his mask kind of does this little uh, uh, connection, like a puzzle piece. So I would try to go for that. And, you know, my wife colored it, you know, because she wanted to try to help me put that character together. So I told her she could color the hair. <laughs> <laughs> and so after a while, I just kept, I kept doing a lot of concepts. I did a, also did a version of him in red and green. I did a version of him in gray and blue. And just I kept on and kept on and kept on. And there was one version of him that I liked the most where his head hair was red, at, you know, blood red. And he had this, his chest piece was red with blue orbs in it. And he had a red belt with blue orbs. And it was more of a, just a simple look, but it just stood out more to me. So when I created him like that, I just felt like a story needed to be made for him. So I always had this concept of me, you know, as a father who loves his son and protects his son, you know, how could I turn that into something powerful? And so I wrote the story 40 pages and I just kept writing and kept writing and kept writing. And then I literally went over the the story like three or four times I edited it edited it and just was like when I got to the final you know 40 pages after everything I was like this is the story this is it this is how it's going to end for the first book because I have a plan to do a four you know for a comic story arc for him you know how beginning and ending so cool. that's how he came to life just as uh, my love letter to my son you know because he was always my hero when he was born so I just wanted to make a character that represented him, you know, with his with his autism. You know, I just wanted him to know that he's still my hero and he's not different and not less to me. He's 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 amazing. And so Blood Sable was just a character that was like, you know, I'm just going to make it for him. And if he loves it more than anybody, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. What are his powers? He has blood powers. He's able to create things with his blood, like swords, knives, shields, like mostly you know generic weapons not like guns or you know high power rifles and stuff like that stuff he can okay. handle with his hands okay so yeah i kind of got I, that concept from the um bloodbenders from avatar i liked how they were done in the avatar the last airbender i kind of liked yeah. how that those characters were done so i kind of wanted to make my own character like that okay and kind of like okay. i kind of you know green lanterns too was kind of cool how they could make things with their will so with yeah blood table with his parasite he can make things with his blood that's so cool and um what how did he get the powers can you tell um, us that <laughs> he actually that has this <laughs> i can give you a, a, just a little story i always made this amulet um of blood table it was one of the when i first created him there's an amulet that was it's an ancient amulet that holds a secret power inside it and so you know when something something happens to 
uh, Eric Burns, aka Blood Table, in the book, which unlocks, you know, the uh, powers inside it, which gives him the ability to do what he does and, you know, use his blood ma manipulation powers. So uh, that's all I can really say. He has an amulet that is able to bond with him pretty much oh. to give him those powers. But he, oh, cool. he doesn't earn them like a regular superhero. He earns them in a devastating and gory way. <laughs> yeah. Really? A, a, comic, a comic character who manipulates blood has, is blood and gory? I would never suspect it. I thought it was going to be like, nope, we're good. T. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and like I just thought it was cool because like I said, he he's the love and blood of white comics is what I always said he was. So when I created his powers, um, there was this one power I liked, which he had blood discs. And I love when Frieza was versus Goku. I loved those those discs that he threw. And I was like, man, I would love to have that as a power for a character. So I made blood tables so he could have one of those powers like that. So I Does thought that was pretty cool. Is he limited by the amount of blood he has in, in his body, or is that, like, not really a factor? Like, uh, it's not really a factor. Um, the parasite in his heart is, uh, is like, alien, you know, technology okay. and stuff. Which I, I didn't know, I didn't know, his, I didn't know, like, halfway through, he's like, okay, guys, I'm anemic. Give me one seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The amulet, like I said, the amulet has this, you know, is his power, and it, inside it is a parasite, which gives him these abilities, you know, they're pretty much um, unlimited. Um I won't spoil much, but there's a lot of cool things he does in the first book that, you know. No, you know, Psycho was, sorry to interrupt, but Psycho was going on and on. He's like, he's like, there's so many possibilities for this. They're yes. so great. I can't wait to do this. Like, he's like, <laughs> oh, he's like, I can't say anything because it's not my choice to say, but like, I could do this with it. Like, we could do this with this. We could do yeah. this with this. We could do this with this. And it's like, and he's like, oh, so great. So, yeah, no, we <laughs> yeah. were like, it's. Yeah, because I think even, even though he has this parasite bonded to him, he, he still is vulnerable. He's not superhuman. He can still die, so you know. Yeah, and the parasite can't talk to him. And, yeah. Spoiler! And, spoiler! Yeah. Uh, we recorded the next thing before this. And, the, and um, with Blood Sable, um, the parasite does talk to him telepath telepathically, so he understands what's going on inside his head. You okay. know, so in the story, in the story, you can see their banter back and forth. They actually can communicate with each other because I didn't want him to have a parasite, and then he's just like this gung ho superhero. I wanted the parasite to have, you know, this actual ability to communicate with him and let him know, hey, I can help you do these things, you know, and you can help me do these things in return. So it's just like kind of like a venom, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I mean, the obvious question is, um, can he make a toaster out of blood? <laughs> uh, I don't hungry. think so. I no. don't think so. I mean, well, another obvious question to me is like, does blood gross you out? Um, in real life, no, because um, I'm a CNA, okay. so it's just no, it doesn't bother me. I've been in hospitals and nursing homes, so it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> all right, because uh, it does for most people. Is that yeah. is that factored into the comic somewhere? Where like, by the um, way, this is blood, <laughs> one of the most disgusting. Like, oh yeah, it's gonna things. get okay. yeah. In the book, it will get bloody. It will get very bloody. Well, it, it's, yeah. it doesn't hold any bars back. It's a very, you know, the the big fight scene is between him and Sorrow Sword, which is his main antagonist. Okay. And he's just a big brute. It was like um, Juggernaut and Hulk were two characters I wanted to, that inspired me to make Sorrow Sword, just a big brooded alien who has the same powers as Blood Sable. So with a couple unique differences, because he's a brute, so he has strength. So he's able to do things more on the strength factor than on the blood side of things. 
Okay. So he's just a huge brute person and um, physical, um, what do I say, like a track runner um, type of person, you know, more of a quickness and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, okay. So those were my two, like, main questions, I think, yeah. about Blood Sable. Uh, I appreciate can't, it. Thank you. can't just make toast. No, no. Like, okay. He's able to change, you know, he's able to go in and out of his blood table form. So he's, you know, just a normal human being when he's not, not fighting. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, does he have any like tips for me um, about cleaning blood out of clothes? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I don't think no. so. Okay. So um, he, he just changes wardrobe a lot. Uh, so, uh, he, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I mean, if I ask if blood table was real, I'd ask him, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know how he would say that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a lot of bleach or a lot of you know dark colored clothes. <laughs> you mentioned that uh, your son was a major inspiration. That will your son be in the comic in some way or other? Yes. Like literally, a picture is like one of the characters. Yeah, he based is. On uh, him? Um, he's the son in the book is based on my son. So the way he acts and stuff. In Did the your book. son? Uh, a model for the character or was it just or was it not does he not look like him uh he just it's just an inspiration i didn't want okay. you know my son to actually you know have the same look in the book like john asked me that too he's like how should the you know the family look in the book mm -hmm. and i pretty much told him if he wanted you know just make him look like my son and the wife and husband he can do how he wants to you know because it doesn't matter what you know eric burns looks like i just want the blood table characters to be the most prominent in the book so you know i just mostly through the dialogue is what i wanted just the father and son in the book they you know after a tragedy happens in their life they come together really fast and really close and um that's what i wanted more than anything was just eric burns to be able to go find his son and you know anybody who has his son is going to pay in the book cool yeah are you writing other stuff I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually going to be, I have this cool rocks box for my friend in lights. I'm actually, you know, my OC Crescent Blue, I'm going to be writing it, penciling it, inking it, and coloring it, doing the lighting for that myself. Oh, nice. Well, nice. Yeah. Look forward to that. So, yeah. Yeah. And my wife actually helped me create Crescent Blue. She, when she was going through her 13th brain surgery, I asked her if she could help me create a character. And Crescent Blue, she said, make a bubble manipulating character. And I told her, she gives me this hell to this day. She says, you know, you told me that was a stupid idea. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I told you it was stupid. And I was an idiot for saying that because he's a character that people enjoy on, you know, when I post him, they like him a lot because oh, he's different. So I'm yeah. very thankful for that character. Oh, cool. That's Where cool. can people find you? They can find me on um, Instagram, Twitter, which most people don't check out. Um, DeviantArt. Okay. check me out there too and i have a youtube channel people want to go over there and check out some of the stuff i put up there too oh cool is it all yeah. under radish I yeah right a show yeah right a show right a show i see yeah I my wife like has said it that after you told it and then i was like yeah because oh. my wife has a a german last name so that the show is you know always kind of okay. hard to under pronounce <laughs> Right, show. I'm not trying to make. I I want it to be very clear. I'm not trying to make fun of it. I like. I no. literally no, it was like good, in man. one ear out the other, and I was. Yeah. You're good. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you but say it a few times, you'll be like, okay, it sounds. It's, it sounds like right show. show. Yeah, now yeah. Sounds, see now yeah. I can say it fine. Right yeah. show, right show. Yeah, right show, right show, right yeah. show. Yeah, it's actually kind of fun. It's like uh, 
yeah, Matthew McConaughey, ride the show, yeah. ride the show, ride the show. Exactly. Sounds like exactly. something you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Dwayne, hey, this has been really fun. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate you. I know there was a, you know, we've had to reschedule this, but I appreciate you guys, you know, still talking to me and wanting to reach out and get this done. So I appreciate oh, totally. it. I had a little time tonight, you know, and I was, you know, my wife and son are asleep. So I just came in my art room and said, you know, I'm going to do this anyway, because I don't want to reschedule anymore. I wanted to meet you guys finally. And I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah. And, yeah hey, we had to meet the creator of Blood Sable. Really. Yeah. It's such Thank a you. creative and, you know, it's, I, 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 we're really, really looking forward to it. Like yeah. genuinely like looking forward to being yeah. able to read it and yeah john was telling me he's like man when you we get down to blood table number one he's already talked about how blood table number two should be and i already know how the story <laughs> is for that but he's prepared to do that one too so oh, cool. i'm very thankful yeah. for john you know psycho comic art he's not a psycho he's not he's a not psycho. I mean, it's <laughs> unfortunate we were very how, disappointed when we talked to him we were really hoping that first thing to do was like psycho on your podcast stabbing somebody or something <laughs> but he's like a really nice guy he's and a normal person and he's passionate he's really, about certain things but he's he, who's not he's just a psycho in art that's all yeah, he's just he went a little artist. psycho about the digital versus uh non-digital <laughs> i gotta be honest that was a little bit like, i was i was blue. loving that that was so great to hear him just right, go exactly because he was finally he's, being a psycho no yeah yeah he's passionate about traditional art he's passionate about just doing with your hands like yeah. i have no beef with digital artists you know people draw how they want to that's that's all that's important people who want to create create the way they feel and you know makes it work that's how i feel about it yeah 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 i mean however you get it out in the world yeah. that's my motto yeah. too yeah if you have a okay. tablet and the first thing you're able to do is draw on a tablet that's that's awesome you know you got to get the things out of your head on something yeah for sure yeah uh well again Dwayne, thank you so much thank you so much uh yeah i appreciate go, you guys thank go you find write a show on instagram yeah heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, all those first, yep. and can they buy can they buy um liar yeah i just have it just you know i've been trying to work on my website so if anybody wants to just dm me five dollars paypal you can get a the book and a couple posters i'll send original posters i created and were colored by sleek oh, so perfect. i'll send them that yeah Oh, yeah, good. I always try to email them or however people want it done. Just $5, you know, simple, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Covers thank the you. shipping. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. Bye. New thing so right we're joined you. by Dwayne, our guest for this episode, and by Brian Judge, a.k.a. Karen Judge, yep. who is... <laughs> These are my boys, says, by the way. I, I love them. Uh, these are my boys. It's they're here. So he's engage, referring engage to three ETs so, that you yeah. brought from New York Comic Con. <laughs> I, uh, I should I should say if if I can if I may um, that yeah. this is literally right after I got off my plane from New York Comic Con. <laughs> I'm very tired. Uh, I'm I'm really protective of my boys. I love my boys. Great. Uh, so that's where I'm at. The more deliriously tired you are for this podcast, the better I say. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. If that's why on... we do it so late and on a yeah. school night. Of we course. Also yes. ha- we also ask for any acid based field trips that we join you on them uh, yeah. whenever you do them from now on. <laughs> that's mandatory. Yeah. It's mandatory. We will be your sober and non sober uh, drivers. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're, we're doing a new game on dumb comic creators. Uh, we've got some guests with us. Uh, 
in the spirit of creating comic books and um and like making stuff up and indie comic uh being pro indie comic we're going after the big ones um marvel dc characters and we're gonna argue about why they are the best character of all time or Or the worst character of all time and uh if you are on the best, don't tell us, okay? We just make it a secret. Let let the audience, uh, let our listeners discover who it is. If you're on the worst, everyone is coming into this as they're the worst character of all time, okay? Like, let, let our listeners assume all of us are the worst, but if you're secretly a best person, don't be, don't be scared. But uh, yeah, we're going to know, but like, don't tell us ahead of time, okay? Um, so, gotcha. so we're going into this hating. Unless you're a best person and you're like the se- you're like the secret best person. For today's argument, I will be taking the role of best person, but our guests will no, be no, the one. Secret best. What about no. secret best person? Do you not understand? It's already <laughs> off the run. It doesn't work that way. Can, they have to know that someone's for it and someone's against it. Why do they have to know? I think it'll be very clear. Because it'll be very clear when I say, quote, Superman's the best character. It's not a very hidden secret. When the first no, lines out of my mouth will be, Superman <laughs> is the best character. That is like I think the worst this is all ruined. I think it's all ruined. That's like saying, everyone's like, gonna, everyone already knows. That's like saying a magician <laughs> goes, like, hey, I'm going to hide this card in my sleeve. That's where you can find it. I yep, think what I did. Card. Is this your card? On my side, is it gave you an out. You w- you didn't have to stick to one side. No. Okay. I think All you right. have to stick to one side, and I will stick to that side. Well, Superman is side. the worst character. We're starting. Superman okay. is the worst character of all time. He can't die. He's impenetrable, and he's a very, very boring person. Can I, if I can I say something in, in regards oh, yeah. to that? Yes. Oh, definitely. Um, in. This is this is uh, again more of like my philosophy of, of storytelling, and I want to um, say this that uh, a character that we we often view things through a very sort of singular lens, and you know the type of stories that we like, generally speaking, uh, that influences the type of stories that that or, or or the way that we view future stories. So, for instance, your your first point about Superman not being able to die. I, I've never understood that as a point just because you don't really read a story to say, man, I can't wait until Batman dies. Or like, okay, I can't yeah. wait until the Flash. Like, like realistically, on top of that, it's like, we know these characters are never going to die. Just like how yeah. E.T. can't die. Because really what's important, all right, is that E.T. is a story <laughs> about a boy and, and, and an alien. And, like, and it's really hard. It's about it's about <laughs> divorce. It's about Steven Spielberg talking about these things. But But really, though... <clears throat> In E.T., E.T. does die, okay? Now, is that important? I mean, the story, I don't fucking know. I don't know what my point is. But the main thing is, though, is that, <laughs> No, you know, E.T. can't die either. He comes back to life immediately. So, okay, okay. What do they do? They clap for him like Tinkerbell, die, isn't that? It's an important moment, because it's not about whether or not he lives or dies. It's about his connection with Elliot, okay? And and that's what's important, is, is how these characters are using context. Superman is intentionally supposed to be an almighty figure, because he represents the best of us, and... And the idea, okay. Dwayne, do you want that? Dwayne, do you have an opening statement? No, I, I agree with what he's saying. It's just the way Superman is told. He's literally like a beacon of hope and just a character that you know you're you know people just yeah, get just behind. Like yeah, he, yeah. And furthermore, he was the original superhero character. Before that, yeah. there was nothing. He was the first. So you yeah, ET was the first. I mean, he was the king down. He's the last of his kind. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. Seventy. Picture in your mind. Picture in your mind. 
Okay. You have uh, infinite strength. You can fly through the air. Yes. You can stop speeding bullets. People often mistake you for birds, planes, <laughs> uh, uh, before they know it's you. Like they're like, oh, what? Is, what? Oh, it's you. Hi. Uh, and you you uh, see a robbery happening at a bank. You yawn. This is not, uh, this is just getting in your way of going to get a coffee, right? It's like, it's so boring for you. Like, yes, it's, it's amazing yet, to me that speaks to people in real life. Counter offer, all right. Okay. All right. But not offer. What I say offer. Counter argument. All right. So okay. it, the, the central point is that um, it would be boring to be Superman. First of all, I think I would just disagree personally because you could fly and you could do all these wonderful amazing things and really help people and travel the world in, in an instant and you know you have power and you're using it for good i think that there will always be value to that uh just because i mean if someone decides to be like a firefighter you know i they probably don't go yeah i'm bored of being a firefighter i'm bored of helping people i think they're more like this all right et came down to the planet earth all right and he only had one goal to go and get all the planets so we can go and, and, and take the plants and take them back to his home planet. We know this because in the Universal Studios ET ride, you go and you visit, you, you visit his planet. And what do you see? You see an idyllic world full of ETs, all right? And that's really the, the, the important part of that message of that story is that it's about love and it's about compassion. And ET can do anything, but really, what is, what is anything when you don't have anyone to root for? Dwayne, do you have any thoughts yeah. on this? Uh... Like I said, uh, Superman, he's always been a character I, I enjoyed a lot. It's just, you know, some of his stories and movies have been like, yeah, but it's just yeah, the character the character himself has been like, everyone would want to be Superman, no matter who you are. You, you want to be Superman in some way or aspect. So in that way, he's iconic and loved. And, you know, people, you know, kids, I grew up wanting to be Superman. I wore my dang cloth over my neck, my blankets and stuff, acting like I could fly. Like people... When they see a character who can do all that, they feel they can do all that. It doesn't point make it worse. Point of order. I just want to point out that I am very surprised that both of you guys were on the best side of the yeah, argument. Yeah, no. Okay. I, I, I really uh, understand you can continue, I, Eric. You can continue. Okay. <laughs> I will switch the point of against to make this even. But Sue, if you go back to the original you don't Superman. I have to switch. Now I'm, I that's feel, even more surprising. Okay, just I feel that Superman, when you go back to all his powers, he literally had whatever powers he needed for that day. Originally, Superman had every power. He could, like, go, like, transfer between yeah. walls and that, too. At some point, you have to say, when is enough enough? At some point, I mean, in the original Superman film, the film that made Superman a national hero, he went back in time to save Lois Lane. Yeah, and it's that, great. Literally you know, it's yeah. solved it's every problem that does not work. That, wow, that's so. Doesn't that's work for storytelling, right? Like, what? Oh, well, what it, that, that's story? contextual, though. I mean, like, it, how we view superhero stories is that they're never ending. You know, there's yeah. no, they just go mm -hmm. on and on and on because they're part of bigger universes. In that context, I, I would agree that Superman mm -hmm. isn't really a well, isn't a, a good fit. But I, I, I don't think that just because he, he, ironically, despite the fact he's the first superhero, that he doesn't really work in superhero stories. That doesn't mean yeah. that that the character is somebody any less valuable i mean yeah. hey listen do i love bt i i do but would i want to see a million ets i mean yeah i would but that's just because <laughs> i have my three boys and i love my boys but interestingly yeah. enough you know when you talk to people like, about captain america uh people like captain america because he's an average guy who has amazing powers and does the right yeah. thing and could yeah. die and, and you, i'm sorry 
could die potentially. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but like you, you, you have you have this character, and and it's like I, very similar, if not the same, in a lot of ways. And people don't ever say Captain America; he's boring or anything like that. Yeah, people I enjoy the fact he's a beacon of hope, just like the way that the beacon of hope from ET's fingers, when he really connects with Elliot, you know, it, it's things to think about. <laughs> Superman has died, though he has died actually on multiple occasions, and yeah. currently Superman is actually not the most powerful DC hero. Um, Wonder Woman without her gauntlets is considered to be more powerful than not only Supergirl, but then by definition, Superman, because Supergirl is also considered to be more powerful than Superman. Mm-hmm. Now, so could they, is, is all of their powers combined, could they take on E.T.? Uh, one E.T., yes. A, a planet of E.T.'s, maybe. But Eric okay, is no okay. longer well, on the well, best how, or how? negative. He's just lawful. <laughs> well, no, for example, there's that one, so there's that one argument that people have. So like to go off and relate it to something completely different. People but, argue, could if you took one of each Pokemon, could it defeat a billion, could they defeat a billion lions? And a lot of people argue for the Pokemon, but I argue for the lions because a billion lions is just a lot of lions. <laughs> yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to agree with a billion lions because like Pokemon, they can only do like 40 moves and they run out of like, what, what yeah. is it? Like, like the power points or whatever. Yeah, eventually they're going to get tired, and birds have to land. They, you know, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll pick up on that Superman point. It's like, you know, Superman has all these powers, but at the same time, the man is to the point where he's so humble. That's why you never notice him, because he never truly speaks out or does anything except save people all the time. Just imagine he, uh, if a douchebag got all those powers, what, how much evil that person could do. Like yeah. this, one, this one man has all these powers and uses them to help everyone more than itself which is crazy to me you know so it's just like when just having a hero like that is inspiring like he, he could do whatever he wants but he uses those powers in a way that you know is for the good of mankind even and though humans be, are not his race yeah, yeah they aren't um and an interesting sort of thing on top of that is that even if you if you just look at clark kent he even in his real life he's still trying to do good he, he's a reporter you know, that like, the main idea is that no matter what power you have, it doesn't matter that you, you should still do everything to to be the best, you know, that you should he really has use. Though, he has turned bad, though. He has turned bad in multiple occasions. Oh, yeah, so but how many times has he been possessed or it's an alternate well, universe? Well, I'm not talking about possessed. I'm talking about the great classic Kingdom Come, the one where Superman, yeah. uh, after uh, Lois Lane gets killed by the Joker, and then... Yeah, that's uh, true. And then... Uh, What's his face? I have to, Batman? No. <laughs> Batman? Magog. Magog kills the Joker. Oh, yeah. And Magog becomes the, power, the most popular hero, and Superman retires because of this, because he realizes he doesn't know what people want. And then when he comes back, he comes back, he actually is the one that instigates a war between the superheroes. But that's, See, that's that, again, that's another, that's another good storyline. Like, that's right a there. fantastic storyline, though. Yeah, oh, great, great story. But, like, that's also a meta-commentary about the rise of, like, anti-heroes in the 90s and, and yeah. a reflection of sort of, like, the dark and great point in comics. I mean, the idea being, like, it, you know, at, at a simple level, it's Alex Ross and is it Mark Wade who wrote it? I'm a little... Yeah, yeah Mark it's, Wade, it's Alex them, Ross. Yeah, yeah, but it's, like, a lot of that story is about them being, like, very bitter and say, like, oh, you know, Kyle Rayner can, can go fuck himself, and, you know, I, I liked it when I had my superheroes, and, I mean, it's, it's a, a wonderful story, and I'm, I'm really not doing it justice, but I think that a lot of that story is the meta-commentary about, like, you know, truth, justice, America ways, that's something really neat, and, and 
you know, when we think about it, it has a lot in common with a movie called E.T. directed by Steven Spielberg, all right? You have, you have this idea about these characters who are, are at a loss in their life. They don't really bring it up mainly, but, you know, he, Elliot has lost his dad. Clearly, it's a story about divorce. Steven Spielberg admits this. And really, we, you have to unpack it, just like you have to unpack Kingdom Come. Well, uh, you know, I've learned a lot today. Um, you <laughs> so, guys are, yeah, we, thank you so much for joining us on this panel. Wait, we, have to, we have to ask, uh, special guest, do you vote Superman best or worst? We just have to answer that too. And then we can hear whether or not E.T. is the best or the worst afterwards, because we know that's going to happen no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Am I, am uh, I the special uh, guest or is he? Both of you. Brian. Uh, okay. You're both, you're both Dwayne, special to us. Dwayne, would you please go first, if you don't mind? Do you vote Superman best or Superman worst? Oh, the like the bit, but like when you have Superman as one of the first, you know, superheroes to come out, I would say that alone makes him the best, like hands down. You know, you got to start somewhere in stories, and when Superman was the first guy to come out, you know, as a superhero, it inspired so many. So of course, you know, you got to give him the best. Right. Brian? I'm, I'm going to have to say Superman is, is the best just because, I mean, it, it's sort of the reason why I like Star Trek is this idea of optimism of, you know, it doesn't matter how cynical the world is, that deep down, you know, that there can be people who are truly good and truly just try to be good people, not for anything in return, but, you know, because it, it's just the right thing to do. And, and I mean, when he gets on that bicycle and then and then they put out the finger and then they, they're riding over the moon, it really makes Hell me yeah. feel like that ET is is big. Ironically enough, I fucking hate ET. I'm scared shitless of ET. So <laughs> this is this is like my worst nightmare. So like unironically, I have like nightmares about ET. I don't know why I have these. It's actually a scary kids show if you ever yeah. watch it. Like it's really You've scary. Made a very horrible mistake. Yes. <laughs> uh, Eric, you want to go? Okay, I vote best because I think that again, you still vote he, best. You just I, went he was, back. I wanted to go back and forth because you were abandoned. I felt bad for you, but I still say he's the best. Um, I think because like he's able to adapt to the times, he's able to uh, keep on going, and they even did a series like like where like he fights the where like they have the old version who fights the new version because the original version saw everything in black and white, and then as times changed. He saw things in gray, and they addressed that. They talked about it, and then that's also why we had Superboy Prime, who is one of the best villains of all time, pop up because of that as well. So I'm going to say best. Keegan, y'all are crazy, okay? Because <laughs> just because a character came first, or is very optimistic, uh, or I don't know what you just said, Eric. I wasn't listening. Uh, it's the times mean that they're the best character. Uh, to read, I mean, you I don't know. I Superman like you're character. Hey, hey, you all got to talk. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm sorry. Just because, <laughs> I mean, like, you open a Superman comic, there's no stakes. You know, by the end of the Superman comic, he will be exactly where he started. And it's, you know, like at least, at least in any other superhero comic, I have a slight doubt as to whether that person will still be there at the end of it. I'm, uh, and to me, that is the tension that holds all story together. That is what storytelling is about, is tension of like, will the person succeed or not? If you walk into a Superman comic, it's literally, there's spot, see spot run, 
good boy spot. That is every single Superman comic. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that's why he's the worst. Uh, optimism is great. And um, honestly, the, the scene where E.T. grabs that little uh, vocal thing, he's like, E.T., bone yes, home. Yes, that gets yes. me every time. I have to be honest. I mean, I just love that scene. And the Reese's Pieces, every time I watch that movie, I just have to have Reese's Pieces. It's so good. Um, it's very yummy. So yes, yes. Well, hey, and, at least we can agree on what's really important. You know what's weird is like that first where they're first like using the Reeses. They don't look like Reeses. They're like very. They're strange looking. Did they use Skittles? Do you think? I I, I know that that's like that's like the famous thing is that they approached like M and M's for like yeah. the branding. They used Reese's like, peanut butter cups. I think it was like the it was the. What? No, they. they it's Reese's peanut butter cups. Reese's pieces, Eric. Yeah, it's it's Reese's pieces. Oh, Reese's yeah, pieces no, no. Are. I'm just saying, saying like for the product, like there's this point where he's like sliding it, and it looks mm-hmm. like this unnatural Reese's. That, that might be it the case. Look, yeah, I, I know that like the famous thing is that like they came to Eminem and said like you should pay us. Yeah. And then they were like, no, we're not going to pay you. And then they right. went to Reese's pieces and they said. You should pay us. This would be great advertising. And they were like, yes, I agree, Steven Spielberg. And then it was the most <laughs> successful movie when it came out. And great advertising because yeah. I, I literally buy Reese's Pieces every like, time. Also, like, they had to work the factories 24 hours a day because of that. They're like, yeah, we went into production <laughs> overdrive because how popular it was. People were just going out and buying it demanding more. Man, mm-hmm. I love Reese's Pieces. And Insane. what's more, you can save. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much. What? Um, n- never mind. Sorry. Thank you so much, Brian. Uh, yeah, thank you, Brian. thank you, Brian. We will actually Dwayne. interview you now when you're ready. Yeah, and uh, this has been a very successful first edition of Is That Character the Best or Worst? <laughs> I think that that name is pending, but yeah, yeah I had fun. Yeah, I had fun. All right. Thank you, Dwayne, so much for uh, coming on and doing that interview. I really love to learn, but more. I can't wait to read Blood Sable and Liar was fantastic to read. Yeah, it was a really great interview. Um, it's fun to hear about people's stories as yeah. they like are getting into comics and and like that was a unique <laughs> one. I think that was a unique story for sure. And it was also great that like he was able to transform something so you know tragic and horrible into you know actually a really good piece. Yeah, I mean that was yeah okay. I mean, it's not how I would have put it, but yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah, uh, you can find him at Ride Desh Show, uh, which is R Y D E S A C H O. We'll have it spelled out on the bottom for you guys. Yeah, so you it's can in read the it. notes. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Um, he's also Wake Comics, um, and <coughs> or you can like just Google Blood Sable. Probably, he'll come up. Uh, also. Thank you to our guests for uh, such a weird and fun segment. <laughs> uh, a first and possibly last of its kind. The, we'll uh, try it again. I hope we try it again. Best and worst character segment. Um, yeah. So thank you also to Brian Judge for coming on and joining in after your Comic Con uh, trip. What a, what a funny and unique individual you are uh you can find brian's comics he's on instagram at one underscore and underscore only underscore comics i don't know why the underscores are there you don't know where the underscores are there i don't i have no reason to know why 
Uh, his website is one and only comics.com with no underscores. And you can find his new uh, zine, which is, I don't know if it's called a zine. Oh, it's a, it's more of a comic anthology, uh, which has over 30 of the best indie comic artists in it. It's called Zomic Book, which is like X-O-M-I-K for mm-hmm. comic. And book is B with the U with the dots on top, you know? Yeah, book. Okay. Yeah, book. Zomic book. Zomic book. Uh, message him for a copy because it's sold out right now on his website, but he is making more. So definitely check it out. Um, yeah, a lot of great people we've interviewed are in that book too. So um, yeah, I want to get it. I definitely want to get it too. So uh, Eric, this has been fun. Thank you so much. This is fun as well. Where okay, can people we'll, find we'll us? Get- uh, they can find us on our Patreon, uh, Dumb Comic Creators. You can find us on YouTube, Dumb Comic Creators, Facebook, Dumb Comic Creators, Instagram, Dumb Comic Creators. Uh, the ch- uh, what? What else? What, what else? I think that's it. I don't okay. Know. You're Instagram, me. Twitch, Twitch. Yeah, Dumb Comic Creators. Twitch every uh, every Sunday, usually at eight central, unless yeah. somebody is from Europe. Yes. And then, and then it's no. like earlier. But, but yeah, uh, for, eight to ten PM part, Central. Eight, yeah, around eight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we interview people, and we take questions if you ever want to ask. Uh, we're up for that. So find us on Twitch. It's not just a device to record interviews <laughs> for YouTube. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. No. Um, cool. And uh, this has been really fun. It's now uh, a little bit late here, so. I think we should jump off, Eric. What do you think? Yep, I think it's about time. We'll All get right. the we'll get the catchphrase next week. Yeah, I, I you know, I can't even think of it. That's how uh, that's how late it is. Yep. <laughs> it was like right. zipping, shooting, uh, kicking, talking comics, something like that. Rooting, tooting, comics. rooting, tooting, shooting comics. <laughs> and it was just too violent. We just it was yeah. It. it was it was just wasn't good. The shooting yeah. part of it, we decided. Yeah, I mean yep. that—that's legit. Yeah. It is legit. I mean, you could be shooting dice. You know, you could be shooting other things. He could be. People shoot like uh, I don't know. I can't. They even shoot. They shoot. Thing. They shoot cameras. They shoot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Camera shots. Yep. Yeah. Camera shots. Yeah. Film shoots. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Yeah. All right. Still pretty violent. Yep. Very much so. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, Well, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye.